0: calling all girls, calling all fairy kings and killer queens. It's another week and another song. What will the wheel give us? Will it give us or will it take us away? Will it matter? Will Randy behave himself? Will Kev finally stop blathering on? Chances are notable. Welcome to a new episode of Seaside Pod Review. Brand new angle, highly
1: commendable. Seaside Pod Review. Seaside Pod Review.
0: Nah. Hey, Randy, how's it going?
2: Yeah, not too bad, Kev. You know, you're I could that- complain, but but nobody would give a flying fuck. <laughs> yeah, and you're so in a new, a new location again. You're in a new location again with purple walls. Yeah. This, very I just fitting told, for the Cardinal. I told them I need a suite <laughs> befitting of, of my stature in the church. And uh, this is what they gave me. <laughs> but I will say this. Uh, it's a six-floor hotel, and I am on the sixth floor, and I'm sure that's to get me closer. To... Closer to the big man? <laughs> Cl- closer to the <laughs> big man. The big flying spaghetti ball in the sky. <laughs> oh,
0: that's excellent. And what, and what is one drinking tonight, Mr. Woods? Mm, hang on here.
2: I don't know if you heard that, but that was just me having a very, very long sip of the intrepid New England IPA, from the OGC Brewing Company right here in Winnipeg. And I will say this, Winnipeg is a lot of things. Uh, and a lot of them, it's not great, but there's a lot of things about Winnipeg that is good. And one thing is their craft beer scene. Uh, tons of great breweries here, Kilter, yeah. uh, OGC, uh, Nonsuch. So if you're ever in Winnipeg, and that's just a couple, uh, go go check it out. It's It's really good, really good. And they have, you know, they have nice... Nice, nice, uh, uh, you know, bits and bites. What, what do they call it? You know, like a tap tap rooms. Like yeah. A tap room with with yeah. with food. Boy, that sounds like a restaurant, really, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> well, no, because it is
0: beer first, and food is complementary to the beer, not the other way around, right? Which is, you know, that's now, yeah, right. I've, I've heard lots of good things from you know, our because me and Randy are both sort of into the craft beers, and I'm sort of fairly embedded in the craft beer scene to a certain degree here in Saskatoon, and I hear nothing but really good things out of Winnipeg these days, so.
2: That's yeah cool. yeah for sure i would say that winnipeg is also uh you know winnipeg has is, is, is put out a couple of really great amazing bands first of all and i would say probably arguably arguably would be the biggest would be the guess who uh but you know you know neil young of course bto ultimately comes from here yeah. bachman Turner, overdrive burton cummings uh and, you know, I'm not sure for anybody who's maybe not in North America, but, you know, Chantal Kvyatsek is uh, great. Uh, and Crash Just Dummies, if you can remember those guys. Yeah. You remember, mm-hmm. once there was a girl who... Oh. <laughs> it's like, it's like he was like playing a, you know, who can sing lower contest. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and it turns out he won. Uh, so, and, you know, uh, did I mention Bob Rock, who I did actually not Bob know Rock. was from mm-hmm. here? Uh, but apparently he is, and uh, I mean, I uh, McMaster and James, which uh, and Tal Bachman, of course, uh, uh, Randy Bachman's son, had that song. You know, she's so high. And then, you know, if if you're really really a keener, uh, there was a band called uh, the New Meanies who signed with uh, uh, Warner and mm. did one pretty awesome album and uh, i had the pleasure of playing with a few of those guys from that band for quite a few years so uh winnipeg turns out excellent musicians yeah. and i have a theory as to why if you just look at the geography if you look on the map of canada to get anywhere from winnipeg is like at least 6 hours one way and 6 yeah. hours the other way so there's just nothing else to do and <laughs> a city it's a city of a million people yeah. and uh and so that's just, just they just they're just inbred. They just they just guitar players fuck guitar players and the next thing you know you've got a really good bass player and, and then the drummer. Is that what I was when two, when two yes. guitar players fuck you end up with a bass player. they end up with a bass player, which isn't always desirable because bass players are, are a little thick, right? But and then a drummer will, will mate with oh. a lead singer and then and then <gasps> you get then you get a songwriter. I don't know how it works, but uh, but it's something like that anyhow. One well, for the younger kids too. I
0: think I, I, I was I was scrolling through the list too, and there's this Biff Naked. I think she's she was a bit of a going concern up here in Canada for a little while, right? Like she was. Oh, know. for
2: sure. And when you say younger viewers, I like that because you have to be at least forty to know.
0: Oh, do you? <laughs> I okay. Well, I don't fucking know. That shows how far outside out, out of the out of the fucking. I don't know what's hit Randy. I don't know what's on the hit parade anymore.
2: You know, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyhow, yeah. There's. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's lots of other great. Uh, there's lots of great. Canadian bands that 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 come from here that I know that unless you're from Canada you would never know who the fuck they are. Well, something else we should talk about we should move on to some Queen stuff Randy. Um
0: our uh, Oh, hang um, on a second. Oh, oh, hello. What like is this all about Queen? I thought this was all about me. Oh, yeah, I don't know. That's that's incorrect. I'm here to tell you that that is incorrect. This is Shit. not a, it's not a fluff piece for the Cardinals ridiculous cult.
2: Oh my god. The Queen wow. podcast. I I gotta say I'm a little uh, a little shocked, <laughs> shocked and and disappointed or happy or w- which way you use the needle moving, disappointed, and I'm not sure uh, if you well I know you saw that shot of me in the confessional but, uh, <laughs> I think maybe you and I should have a little talk, Mister Brown. Oh no, do I have to come in? Is, it, is mm-hmm. it pants pants on or
0: pants off? How does that work? I don't know. How it works. Well,
2: that's <laughs> up to you, Mister. Depends on you. <laughs> look what you look what you made me do. <laughs> uh,
0: um, but yeah, no, it was Freddie's birthday yesterday. Um, or would have been Freddie's birthday it would have been seventy-seven years old. It's only 45, man, when he died. That's 77. You know, we talk, you know, we talk about the 27 club, and it's it's funny because that 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 gets mythologized, and those musicians who died at 27 sort of are held in this weird space where like fucking buddy Holly died at he was younger than that. Orish Redding died at twenty, what, twenty-four? That's something ridiculous. And Freddie at forty five, like forty five is no age at all. And as a musician, you you sort of almost coming into your own. A lot of people at that age, right? Where you really know what you're doing. It's just tragic.
2: Yeah, for, forty five. There's a lot of creativity left in you. That's you know, for me, that's that's when you all you're really starting to feel like like you've really kind of got some some of the skills that's really required. Yeah, uh, to, to 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 do good work, and then and then to be gone. Now, yeah, and I guess I guess Queen is kind of plagued by some of their later albums. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and but just imagine if he would have been around, what he'd have done. He'd have said some of that shit. He's goes, guys, fuck, quit, no, don't no, do no, don't Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he wasn't there. He wasn't there to say it. So no, it didn't
0: happen. It would have been interesting to see too, because you wonder with with Freddie and Queen how long it would have gone on for, and whether they would have just sort of said, you know, it could have been like the Beatles. It could have been, you know, we've done that now, we need to move on, but um Who knows? you know the other thing and i guess the other thing is you and i were or you'd mentioned to me offline that we should talk about these otherbies au- auction because they yeah. auctioned off a lot of those really big items um and it was streamed live so i watched a little bit of it and i just wanted to sort of pick off a few of the highlights because i mean some of these things went for so much more than they were they were estimated
2: yeah just before we even talk about that though uh, i had if you, if you don't mind uh I had saw somebody and I'm not sure who it was. I'm not sure if it's even one of our listeners, but just saying how horrible that, that this was that they were auctioning off his Uh, stuff. And so I'm, I'm just kind of wondering, well, first of all, I was kind of thought, well, Ooh, that's sort of an interesting take. I'd never thought of that. What, what did they expect her to do? Uh, uh, And, and so what, Uh, you know, and the collection is going to be together. Uh, I, I apparently had read that Freddie didn't want a museum. Yeah, I mean this this is the thing. Oh. Okay, so
0: it's to me it's super simple. Like it's just as simple as can be, is that Freddie left his estate to Mary, mm-hmm. trusted her with its safekeeping and and to do with it what she chose to do with it. She kept his yeah. house basically as a sort of museum or almost like a mausoleum for 30 years. Yeah. wasn't up to the public, you know, but but now she's selling it. So it's it's her stuff now. You know, I don't get yeah. this sense of entitlement that fans have beyond what artists choose to give us. Like Freddie gave us more than enough for in the you know sort of fifteen twenty years that we had him as a, as an artist, a going concern. What more do you want? I think anything else that's just selfish, man. I, I don't like all that stuff.
2: Yeah, well, that's honestly that's kind of the way I felt, and I just I had I had never even thought of that as a as a take uh, okay. until I read until I read the tweet, and I was just like, oh, well, that's interesting. So I thought I'd bring that up. But anyhow, Kev, you were watching the live auction, so yeah,
0: watched a bit of it, yeah, and like I said, just we'll pick off maybe a few of the highlights because man, there are some highlights in this thing. So that Wurlitzer, I mean, it's a beautiful, you know, Paul Fuller Wurlitzer estimated at fifteen to twenty thousand pounds, went for four hundred and six thousand. Um, for, oh man, because a lot of it was sort of jewelry and you know, furniture and all this kind of stuff. But the snake bangle that Freddie wore in the Bohemian Rhapsody video that was estimated at something ridiculous, like you know, ten thousand something, and it went for like six hundred and some thousand pounds, <laughs> which is just incredible. Hey, can you imagine? But then you get into like a lot of his stage one gear, the autographed draft lyrics, draft lyrics for Killer Queen,
2: you know, 279,000 pounds. But I mean, I just love looking at that, uh, that, that paper, which yeah. just looks like it's just doodled. And I mean, I, I've i got paper like that, that I've written lyrics on that are yep. completely worthless. <laughs> <laughs> But it is, it's like it's literally like hotel room stationery or, you know, the totally the same, yeah. like, like
0: little notebooks you get from the bank and you keep them around your house and that's what you do, on. That's, you know,
2: yeah. Well, you know, there isn't a, a coffee cup stain on it, but there fucking yeah. should be because that's exactly what that's, you know, that's how artists work, right? Yeah,
0: definitely. And then you saw that. I mean, the you look at the, the Bohemian Rhapsody lyrics, the autographed manuscript draft lyrics for Bo Rap 1.4 million just about, but again, Jesus, you'd you, you just kill, right? I mean, look at it. Um, and so, yeah, folks, I'm just on the Sotheby's auction site here, like we would mean around, just flicking it through some of these lots. And again, I mean, the, the piano, this one really surprised me, actually, because I thought this was going to go through the fucking roof. You know, that Baby Grand, uh, the Yamaha Baby Grand, and the estimate was two to three million uh, pounds, but it went for 1.7 million or one, you know, 1.742 million. I thought that was going to like go past 10 mil. Because I would have thought you'd you'd have had like Elton John and you know fucking Dave Grohl or someone in a bidding war trying to trying to get this thing. But I guess the other thing is that with a piano, you gotta have somewhere to put it as well. Even if you're rich, you might not necessarily have a place to put a fucking baby grand piano. You know?
2: Well, yeah, and, and odds are pretty dog on good. You're going to be a, a musician of some sort, so that does really start to lower the the potential bidders. Like you say, it's yeah. you know it's it's Elton John or it's uh, Dave Grohl, one of the two. <laughs> And I really hope whoever did buy it plays it. That, that would be the other thing, right? I would hope that it doesn't
0: sit as a sort of... Mm-hmm. I think with instruments, even if you're buy buying a famous instrument, I think you should play it, man. I, I really do.
2: Yeah, well, and you and I have talked about this. I, you know, I buy instruments to play. Uh, yeah. You know, I guess maybe if I had an unlimited amount of money, I might collect. But to me, there's no point in collecting. Instruments are meant to be played. Yeah. And you know what? Could you imagine the mojo of that piano? And if you were if you were playing it, you know, it'd be like if I had Hendrix's Strat or something, it'd be like, oh, it would just would have to energize you, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's where I think you know,
0: because there are lots of musicians who've owned famous instruments, like from other people, and they say that you know, and even because you and I are not you know, quote unquote, spiritual folks, but and I don't think that you know, an an inanimate object is imbued with any sort of no any magic. The magic is that we, you know, if you pick up Hendrix's guitar hendrix's "Strat," the weight of the songs that were composed on that thing would inspire yeah. you to to write, right? I mean, so I think that yeah. that's what it really is, right? So yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, again, not to go through all the you know all the the stage one stuff, but I think you know this one, the the signature crown and cloak one throughout the Magic Tour, that's just it's so over the top, right? It's so flamboyant yeah. and so cool. And again, went for, you know, 635000 So it went, again, 10 times what the expected um, price was. But someone's got that in their collection now. And so I think that there's that two arguments, going back to what you were talking about there. You know, it would have been cool, let's say, if Brian and Roger or the the, the Queen business machine had got together and said, okay, well, let's buy everything. Let's stick everything at Montreux in the studio, and in the, in the museum, and that's cool. We can preserve it there. But with an auction, lots and lots and lots of fans get to have a little bit of Freddy. And I think that that's cool, you know. I think that that's really neat that someone's got this in their collection now. And it's okay, some rich prick, obviously, but it's probably still a rich prick who's a fan. You would hold, yeah. And so yeah. I think that's cool. I think that's cool.
2: Well, and let's be honest, the, uh, Roger and uh, 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 Brian didn't do that. So exactly.
0: All right. Well, let's get to, let's get to social media, Andy, and look at what other people are talking about. So two polls this week. I did a second poll this week, which I found quite interesting. So I was talking about, I was listening to the game um, this past week, and. I was kind of curious what people thought about who contributed the most to that album, like the strongest contribution. And of course it's a band effort and without one band member, the whole album falls apart. I, I totally get that. Um, So Brian came out on top. And I think honestly, that's pretty much for me probably gets over the line on the strength of save me. I think it's, yeah. it's the, it's, that's the tour de force on that record. It closes the album. It's this, it is the best song. Let's be honest. Um, yeah. But yeah. someone else had brought up a really cool point about, are we talking about songs they wrote? Or are we talking about their contributions? And someone said, and if it's just contribution, then I'd say John. Because they said, you know, John, John's bass on the on the game, front to back, is just stunning. Like he's mm-hmm. a masterclass in in rock and disco and all and all kinds of bass playing, right? So I was like, okay, well, I hadn't thought about it that way. So yeah. So but we, you know, even even Rog, even Roger got five point nine percent of that vote. So
2: Well, that's good. That's good. And you know what? Bass player always deserves more credit than they get. And the drummer. The drummer should get more credit too, Randy. No, the drummer should should be never. It, I told you how to tell if the stage is level. I know I have. So, yeah. on, the, not, on the episode last week, let's not go there, is what I'm trying to fucking say. All right. All right. Okay. But the real poll, the main poll,
0: um, I'll let you, I'll, I'll remind you how we um, guessed what we guessed. Mm-hmm. So, I said 85 to 15, mm-hmm. and you went again with a very sort of very conservative, very safe 70 30. So why don't you read I, out the poll results and let the people know how
2: it came out? I should really let the people know because this is this is big. This is breaking news. This will never happen again. <laughs> this is uh, fresh. Uh, anyhow, we have 89.4% champion and 10.6% bites the dust. Or what I would like to say is 10.6% people with the ability to reason. Oh, uh, here and, we go. And logically... Uh, arrive at conclusions uh, without their emotions uh, getting in the way. Uh, And and I just hang on. I'd like to add something else. Uh, When I will um, at some point in the future make decisions based on emotion, it's not emotion. Okay. So just to be clear, because somebody will call me out at some point uh, on that bullshit. I just said. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so funny! Well, yeah, um, so I took, I took, a I took a royal shit kicking on uh, on on Twitter, and uh, you know which I was expecting expected. it. I was expecting it, and uh, quite honestly, uh, I welcome it. So, so thanks, everybody. I appreciate all <laughs> all of your comments.
0: <laughs> so we should say yeah. So eighty nine point four percent champion on Twitter, but on Facebook it was a little bit closer the other way. So we had eighty two percent champion on Facebook, and or eighty two point one and seventeen point nine percent. Ooh. But it's just so Facebook, for once, being a little less positive than Twitter, so that was a little bit yeah. interesting. So, yeah, it is. So Ian Winnick says he's back. Ian's back. Ian's been off. Oh. Uh, Ian's been off socials
2: for a couple of weeks. Did he? He's, oh, been, he's, he's had a social media holiday and he's back. And we were really happy that Ian's back. Oh, well, that's good. And you know what? We all need a social media break. So uh, yeah, you know the Cardinal says. Go fuck your social media. Uh, Ian says, a couple of weeks ago, I would have agreed with his randiness, which I I quite like. And I am a bit of a randy fella. Uh, (laughs) This song is always my least favorite on Queen 2. But the episode of Recovering Queen dedicated to it and my namesake's excellent cover gave me a new new appreciation for the song. So it's a clear champion. So, yeah, uh, I mean, isn't that great? Isn't that yeah. great that you can listen to another podcast and and, they, and they'll sway your vote from what would have been the correct vote. But yeah.
0: Um, Barry John Williams and Alice's dad with the gold tick says, Oh, Mr. in capitals, Mr. Randy. Mr. Randy, how could you? You naughty boy. Now that's out of the way, I do understand where you're coming from. You're wrong though. It's a champion. Oh, and Mr. Kevin, it's a little bit hypocritical to have a go at nostalgia for Let Me Live, but lean on that for this song. And so I did sort of say that there is a bit of nostalgia there with... But I also... Again, I mean, there's a big difference in quality between Father to Son compositionally and Let Me Leave. There just is. I mean, I, it was less nostalgia and more... I do actually still like Father to Son as a song. So you know what, Barry John? I don't know, dude.
2: Well, he's he just calling out your, your hypocrisy, which, like, <laughs> I do believe I pointed out, for Kevin, is as easy as eating breakfast. <laughs> Lisa Malloy says, it's been two weeks of dust for me. Both decisions were not taken lightly, and I would expect nothing less. There, Lisa, uh, I adore Queen Two, and Side Black is sublime. It's got three of my top ten songs on it, but Father and Son, I just put up with. And yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. That's good. She's right. She's uh, she's smart, and she understands things. And uh, like I said before, and I know I know I've taken some heat over this, and and, and others have pointed out that they also think I'm correct but it sounds to me it's still like queen finding queen yeah and, and 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 that's not a bad thing it just to me it's just not a fully formed a bit of queenness so for sure
0: uh, ben Wheeler says don't need to listen in brackets but still will obviously uh, to vote on this love it it's from queen 2, where you would need a scanning electron microscope to find dust Sorry about that a bit of science throwing a bit of science back at you yes. a shame and it says shame on whichever one of you, you two dusted this you both have previous so can't guess who the culprit is and i would I'd noted that that's a that's a really great little phrase that I, we don't use here in canada and i'm sure you would know what it means but we don't mm-hmm, use that because you, you know having previous means previous criminal previous mm-hmm. criminal record or whatever right so but I, i've
2: always loved that i always got previous it's just a neat little a neat little thing nice uh Rob Hatton says, well, 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 Mr. Fucking Randy, <laughs> which, you know, it's, that elevates it from just Mr. Randy, which is, I feel scolded enough, but Mr. <laughs> fucking Randy. That's great. He says, first you dust the prophet song. Now this I'm starting to feel personally attacked. Now, <laughs> <laughs> if you dust March of the Black Queen, I'll be hiring the hitman. and You'll <laughs> biting the. Okay, you get the point. Yeah, okay, yeah, Rob, I, I got you. I got you. So I guess what I'm trying to say is I will not be disclosing my location anytime <laughs> soon. Although I am in a city of a million people, so take your best shot. it <laughs> the, the four-point Sheraton in Winnipeg. He can be reached. <laughs> I don't know, Did I ever
0: share with you, And um, there's a brilliant, brilliant episode of um, Off Menu, the Off Menu podcast with James A. Cash and I Gamble, where they interviewed Ivor Graham, but he was on the road, so it was over Zoom. But he, he, for some, and it was a live stream on YouTube. And for some reason, he told them where he was staying. And so he ended <laughs> up getting like fans of the podcast who were watching the live stream started fucking phoning the hotel and asking for his room. And it was absolute bedlam. It was
2: hilarious. <laughs> That's brilliant. He's got all the, way, he's got all the, the way to Hull. Yeah. <laughs> um, My way to Hull.
1: Right. <laughs> 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 um, I'm afraid I can't oh, take Yes you can That's right. I've, Yes I've you, made can I vote.
0: you can Ivo so- You can Ivo Would you apologise to him Thank you very much Rob Maher says From champ to eon So from champ to eon You see what he's done there Andy I um, see that yeah can't dust anything on the white side it's pretty much one continuous track like a modern r&b album but done on purpose not blandness queen 2 is the shit and i've Mm. commented somewhere else that that's the thing with with queen 2 it is hard to sort of pass out the individual songs sometimes just because it is to me it's like the wall by pink floyd right i don't listen to individual well i I do listen to a couple of individual tracks from queen 2 but for the most part i listen to that album front to back
2: so yeah, I just want to add one little quick thing before we move on, and and this is something that I, we might have addressed at some point. But when Kevin and I decided that we were going to do this, uh, I intentionally did not go back and listen to all of the songs. I said, "Okay, yep. good. I'm just gonna I'm going to react how I react." And so now, obviously, this album is this album is a, a a whole running album, right? What's what's the term? What's what's the term should I use? Like, it's not really a concept album, but it's.
0: <laughs> It's thematically consistent for the most part on side one, and thematically consistent for the most part on side two. The so, so maybe, about,
2: yeah. yeah. So maybe having listened to the, all these songs might might change the way I think about it. But, uh, but that, that's not what we're doing here. And I'm just getting these one by one. So, <laughs> so anyhow, I guess keep that in mind when you're, you know, you know, placing your hit on, on yeah. the old the old Cardinal <laughs> yeah. over here. And uh, Queen Rocks at Queen Rocks Australia. Great minds at the Light the Sky pod describe this track as going from the Beach Boys to Black Sabbath in 30 seconds. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes, Mr. Randy. It is Queen finding their sound, but what a sound. (laughs) Muddy production mix. Notwithstanding, this is a champion. We actually play this one many moons ago. Yeah, and you know what? I bet you it would be a, a ton of fun to play. Yeah, Uh, but you know, so is twelve-bar blues, uh, and people get bored of that. So, but uh... (laughs) you're doubling down here. You're
0: giving no. You're not giving a single inch on this one. I
2: don't. I don't know. (laughs) I don't really feel like I have to. I. I I really feel like I've made the right fucking decision. (laughs) Uh, Stephen Ursel
0: says, I can only think that Mr. Randy has taken one too many lacrosse sticks or one too many lacrosse stick swipes to the head. Father (laughs) Son is an absolute banger. Champion. Yeah, we've got no lacrosse talk today, and, you know, leading into that's great, because J. Fod, who loves the lacrosse talk, he's got the next comment, he says, I have to agree with Lily Rye on this one. This song, whole album cemented my relationship with Queen. It is, and a masterpiece, it's a champion.
2: Well, and I would like to say that uh, J. father who I just discovered, is a fellow Canadian in this mm. particular instance. Uh, yeah,
1: you're
2: wrong. But that doesn't have to... <laughs> That doesn't have to, have to sully it doesn't have to come our relationship. <laughs> <Yeah>. No, no. <laughs> I do believe that JFOD lives in what we like to call terrible. You got, you got one for every single place in Canada. You got a name. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere I've been, man, I've got a name. So, <laughs> Paul Bradbury says, it's on Queen 2, which is my favorite Queen album. So it kind of has to be champion. But I confess I was close to voting dust. For some reason, it just doesn't do it for me. Great moments, but it runs too long, and that's ultimately it. Like, there's there's a, a bunch of great ideas in there, and I forget who I was sp- responding to somewhere, but there is a ton of great ideas. There's a ton of awesomeness in it. Yeah, it just needs to be. It just need to have been percolated down into a little a little better awesomeness.
0: And Justin Fotheringham. So sometimes this is a weird thing with with Twitter. Sometimes you get the tweets out of order. So Justin Fotheringham had referenced Lily Rye and. Lynn Davidson, Lily Rye says, Absolute champion. Are you kidding? Even based on Freddie's vocals alone, but it also rocks hard. Plus, it's on the Best Queen album, which is a flawless masterpiece. Um, Alex Small says, A word in your ear. I like that. Um, Less than 10, and you are a Teutonic twat. So do not pass go. Do not collect £200, as this is a champion on any day of the week with a Y in it. So you know what? I think, I think Teutonic twat might need to be a t
2: shirt, Randy. That's mm, a great that's mm. a
0: great little phrase I like that. that's a great that's little a good alliteration line. yeah
2: that's a good line yeah yeah alex has thought that through way to go alex uh jim c Curtis sparkles it's okay it doesn't do much for me it seems like half a half formed idea that was just jammed out into 6 minutes or whatever uh there's not much meat on the bones of this but hey at least it's not at least it's not i want to break free <laughs> that's something <laughs> barely champion barely you see basically He's agreeing with me, but he just tipped it over the scales. Yeah, nice work. Uh, Jim. Yeah, yeah, nice. Great, <laughs> great analysis and, and critical thinking, Jim. That is a miserable prick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Doesn't love anything. Uh, Carl yeah. Anderson. I can and see. So, this again, Carl Anderson has been following me around on social media on different different parts. Like, and he just on different threads that have nothing to do with this podcast. He keeps bringing up 39. And he <laughs> says, I can't believe Randy, 39, father to son. Absolute bastard. I can't, even, when, even when he's having a go at you, I'm catching that. I'm in the crossfire. Oh, and you know what? Fire.
2: i got to be honest with you. I just love that. Because, <laughs> Kev, you, you need it. Like, you need to be taken down a peg here, Mr. Three Podcast. <laughs> uh, Dieter says, joyful sound, champion. I've always liked the lyrics, which can be almost read as a short story or letter. Talk to your queen proggy and over the top what's not to like
0: yeah and i mean i think you even commented that you you and you liked the lyrics it really was mm-hmm. i think for you i think really mainly if you was just the, just the length of it and sort of the just a bit too busy i think is essentially him with it. yes, yeah uh midwife nikki says i was interested in your take on how these words resonated now you are a parent of course this was written before he was a parent i think he's moaning about the grief he was getting from his own father who in brian's own words was a bit disappointed in Brian's life choices and yeah I mean that filters through right and that's what yeah that's what great artists do though all the time right they take something personal and make it applicable to anyone who's listening to it and I think that that's like I said that as a parent it definitely does resonate differently to than when than when I was young sure. um
2: so yeah absolutely
0: yeah and then some some guy named um Randy from at Randy Woods Band we haven't had him commenting before I don't think says I'm getting lots of Mr. Randy this week it does appear that there are a few level heads in the group So trying to stir up the pot just staring at the fucking... I, I
2: never do that. I never I do
1: that. Oh, yeah, time. yeah.
2: You, you never do that. Like, repost the poll and say, <laughs> hey, guys, let's all jump on Mr. Randy here. <laughs> fucking guy. I was going to call you out on that, but... uh, uh, uh yeah. Richard Hearn, on the basis that, mis- that Randy, I was going to say Mr., but he doesn't. So on the basis that Randy thinks the addition of Mr. is when <laughs> folks are in disagreement, <laughs> whereas I previously thought this was merely an English affectation, all I can say is Mr., Mr., Mr. Mr. <laughs> Randy, how could you, Mr. Randy? And then he's got a great gif of of, of Raj just like throwing up his hands in complete
0: disbelief. Oh, that's so good. Brilliant. Uh, Darren Halliwell says, champion, a great heavy rocker. I do prefer the live version. Yeah, there is a good version, live version that we didn't listen to, um, and it it does sound a little bit better. Uh, Doug Sebus says, champion, but I've long imagined a shortened, rejiggered, perhaps more accessible version. Make the SEMS available, Brian and Roger, and I will make it so. However, (laughs) I won't touch the refrain. I've heard it all before, because it's fecking savage.
2: (laughs) Uh, Ben Howland says, you can't be dusting anything off Queen 2. It should be illegal. Yeah, well, let's just, let's see if we can get that law passed. Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think Ben might, might be a first time
0: commenter. I'm not too sure. I don't mm, remember. Not sure. Um, but one person who definitely commented lots is our friend, Ruddy Rutherford over at Fitlight Photography it says, Mr. Randy, Mr. Randy, Mr. Randy. To be fair, you did set out your argument well, and I respect that, but you're still bloody wrong. <laughs> Give your head a wobble and shake that red <laughs> galero off. This is a champion in
1: every reality. <laughs>
2: That's great. Uh, Brian Crosby says, it's a champion. There can be, and will be no argument, <laughs> the contrary dusters <laughs> on this one should march their heels to the sea. Yeah, brilliant. I love that. I
0: love that. I've never heard that I should march their heels to the sea. That's a, yeah, very, that's po- it's a very poetic way of saying, go yeah. fuck yourself.
2: It. Yeah, it really is. It's very, very nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Brycey says a great tune. Best version for me is on Live at the Rainbow. Yeah, there you go. That's the one I was thinking of. Uh, my favorite part is in the middle, four minute mark, when Freddie sings "Do it, do it, do it." Oh yeah! And another onslaught of heaviness is unleashed. What a noise from a four piece! Just awesome, Bryce.
2: Uh, oh, and Pank says uh, <laughs> we need help here. <laughs> now I don't know if you recognize this GIF, Randy. I do not. Tell me. So I'm
0: no, I'm ninety. Five percent sure, and I'll, I maybe you know if I'm wrong on this, it'll be it will give people a laugh. But there was a, a pretty famous thing that went viral in England where there was a town hall kind of you know a council meeting that just went to fucking shit. Like everyone started like you can't do that, you don't have the authority to do this, and it just like and this was this was the woman who was trying oh, to sort of keep okay. order in this meeting. It was so
2: <laughs> bloody funny. Nice. She just kicked him out. I, I... No, she
0: just kicked him
1: out. No, don't she just kicked him out. Don't. This is a meeting called by two councillors. Illegally. They now elect a chairman. No, they can't because the vice chair is here. I take charge. Read the standing orders. Read them and understand them.
0: <gasps> uh, Rob Sentry says Father to son is utter sonic joy. The guitar in the middle is monstrous sounding, as heavy as anything at the time, if not more. And then to mix it with Beach Boys meets yes is genius. <laughs>
2: Uh, Richard uh, McMahon says can't help feeling Mr. Randy is slowly laying the groundwork to dust Bohemian Rhapsody (laughs) with its outrageous tendency to mix different song ideas together (laughs) Did you see my response? Oh yes, Uh, and and, and you say I think that would end the podcast and possibly our friendship (laughs) You know what? Let's wait and see what happens
0: Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh, people. Uh, Paul Rowley says, an absolute classic, certainly in my top five tracks, which, cool. And Andrew Holloway
2: says, 100% champion. So, you know, short and sweet. Don't need to go on, people. Uh, Prime Jive Funster says, I think of Queen 2 really as one piece of music. Something gets lost in the translation when the tracks are split up. All the hallmarks of what we would come to love about the boys are contained within the song. It's a great snapshot of things to come, and I yeah I, I sort of alluded to that. Like I'm getting these, I'm getting these one at a time, yeah. and and possibly, you know, that would uh, would change my mind. And Tom, is it Boj? We decided. Tom Boj, I'm speechless, Randy motherfucking <laughs> speechless. Well, that's that's good, but you're still able to type, Tom, so that's good.
0: <laughs> uh, Nova Jack says Duster marginal, but I just don't listen to it very much, which says it all. At least six better tracks on Queen 2 alone. Some great Brian lyrics, though,
2: much better than some of the cringy later stuff. And yeah, absolutely. Uh, Matt Greenham, uh, and it's, he's verified. We should make sure that everybody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> Champion, Brian rightfully gets a bit of stick for his lyrics. Hoop Diddy. <laughs> Hoop Diddy, diddy. Hoop, diddy, Do. But father and son is really strong. He managed to nail what, is, what it is to be a parent Years before he had kids, this line kills me. And Kev, read that line because I think this is the one. Yeah, you alluded to. Yeah, it's that line. Take this letter that I give you. Take it,
0: son, and hold it high. You won't understand the word that's in it, but you'll write it all again before you die. So right. again, it's that it's that generational thing of you know teens fighting with their parents, and once you become a parent, you understand why your parents did what they did, and it's just it's so beautifully succinctly captures that uh, encapsulates that whole idea. Yeah. So Steve at Queen Rock says, Queen Two was the first album I fell in love with. I remember secluding myself from a family gathering and being lost in its world. Father to son has always been a favorite. It took me places, contrary to Mr. Randy, and solidified my lifelong companionship with Queen Champion. Period. It's great when you have those connections with songs, hey, when there's, there's songs that just stick in your, oh, in your sure. DNA because they're just so formative, as especially when you're young, it's sad, you know.
2: And despite how cold and unfeeling I appear. I have, I have some of those as well. <laughs> uh, Steve Jones says, uh, Champion, since the first time I heard it in 81 at the age of 16. The word that has always come to mind for this track is majestic. Uh, Post script favorite drummer joke. What do Ginger Baker and 7 Eleven Coffee have in common? They both suck without cream. <laughs> <laughs> I have not heard that one before, so and good eh? it's really really good i you know what Steve uh I'm gonna probably add that to my repertoire and you know what <laughs> unless you're unless you're within, within earshot, I'm not gonna credit you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, and talk about insufferable twats, eh? Ginger Baker. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, great rock drummer, but you don't need to be that much of an arsehole to everyone in the whole world.
2: Oh, yeah, that guy had some fucking problems. Did you you see the documentary? Yeah. Yeah, anyhow.
0: Yeah. Um, We'll finish up on Twitter here, Randy. uh, Aaron Mullen says, The cardinal proclaiming father to son as a duster. Truly, he doth blaspheme. Hashtag. Go fuck
2: thine <laughs> so I saw that. I thought that was great. Go fuck thine uh, And you know what else would a cardinal do? But go fuck thine self. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Over on Facebook, we got you know a few comments and a couple of longer ones, but we'll be able to get rattled through these a little bit. So, my pal Paul Roberts um, says, "I hope I'm not too late for the recording deadline this week." You are not, Paul. El Cardinalino has got this hopelessly wrong in my honest opinion. These two Queen tracks, because we also did Procession in that episode, are at the top table. Sometimes the journey is better than the destination. That sums up my journey with Queen. I guess I'm a little older than Kev and have great memories of poorly produced music from, say, 75 to the Tour de that was Van Halen 1. This this gives me nice, warm feelings. Uh, these two tracks are definitive Queen. Interestingly, Procession definitely influenced Let Us Pray on side two of Judas Priest's third album, Sin After Sin, released in 77. As Babbitt O'Reilly clearly influenced the father to son. Great episode, chaps. Keep up. Thanks a ton, Paul. And I actually threw this up, Randy. I didn't know this song, but have a listen to this. This is. I will just play a little bit of this. This is mm-hmm. "Let Us Pray" by Judas Priest. Sure.
2: A bit of an ominous organ. That's definitely a Hammond, there. Yeah. Yeah. I can hear by the. Yeah, big, multi-layered, you know, Brian Brian May-esque
0: guitars. Totally get what he's saying.
2: Yeah. Uh, Sean Geek Podcast. Wow. This was Queen. My limited knowledge of the band gets tested this week with this one. Production aside, I can't really blame the band for bad production. Well, I mean, you kind of can, but uh, the song (laughs) is heavy and monstrous. I'm finding a whole new appreciation for the drums in Queen. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Jesus Christ, this is a good song, <laughs> elevated by the drums and the massive guitar. Give me more of this, and I may be converted. I might be converted over to be an actual fan. You have a champion on your hands from this voter. So yeah, very nice. Isn't this great uh, though? Because you know, another, I said another, yeah, another person maybe that isn't you know deep into the <laughs> into the Queen catalog is yeah. appreciating this. So yeah, great. Which to is hear. So,
0: like I said, it's so cool, and that's where podcasts can do that sometimes like i've been listening to the Skinnered reconsidered podcast and found out what a fucking great band linda skinner the, the, oh. or the uriah heat podcast another the wizard the, scott askins podcast phenomenal fucking man it's like why have these guys not been in my life this whole time you know so yeah. sean we're really really happy that you're finding some some queen songs that you love yeah nick croft says now that i've calmed down after randy's ridiculous vault this is definitely a champion what i would class as early quintessential queen It has it all, and it's a masterpiece of a track. Isn't the saying "longer the better"? Right, lads. (laughs) It would be one of a dozen tracks I would put on a playlist to give to someone and say, "No, this is Queen." Randy, 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 shame on you. That's interesting. That to like sort of you know because that idea of trying to put together a dozen songs or twenty songs or eight songs or whatever many songs to sort of say if to give someone say if you want to know what Queen is, listen to this. So to pick this one is really interesting. It's not one that I would pick,
2: but I can certainly see I could see an argument for it. I suppose one could argue almost anything. And often do. (laughs) Uh, Russell Watkins. It's a champion for me. Brilliant example of early queen, no longer restricted to limited time, making full creative use of the studio. Those more familiar with the greatest hits may not take to this proggy glory of father to son, but I still think it's pretty essential. Yeah. uh, Yeah. And I think I I commented and I said... Uh, I Really, I, I, I'm a greatest hits fan, and I do love prog, mm-hmm. uh, but still, still, it's it's a it's a bloated it's a
0: bloated idea. Well, and there's some there are some songs in this catalog that you haven't heard yet um, that are proggy and are quite long, or they're you know a little bit different that I think you that I know that you're gonna love. There's one song yeah. in particular on Queen 2 that I think when you hear it, you're gonna be like, mm-hmm. okay, that's how you do a fucking long song. I think you're gonna right. love it, right? So.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So just for the record, I'm not against prog. I'm not yep. against multi. I'm not against like three songs stuck together. Uh, I'm not against any of that. Uh, I just ultimately, it should be, a, a, you know, hopefully a good idea or a good yeah. tune. Uh,
0: Alexander Rye says, Early Queen makes this an automatic champion. And Donnie Hall says, I've been struggling with ranking my favorite band. I bought every album new, starting with the News of the World. Going back to the early albums, I learned to love them all. This is my first vote welcome to the jungle donnie uh, i absolutely love queen too hearing procession always gets me excited for the bounty that i'm about to enjoy father to son comes in like a sledgehammer but on its own i would have to dust it Ooh. i would rank it around 48 percent in the list of queen songs. so there you go i mean that <laughs> I, that's a good argument like and it's like i said to you on, yeah. on the episode too that i understood everything you were saying yeah, yeah and i yeah. kind of agreed with some of it i just Again, to I me, I think the, the nostalgia takes it over the line, and you know.
2: Yeah, I yeah, and I and I get that too. I totally do. Donica O'Queave says, "I'm not nostalgic about the first two Queen albums. I've only heard them long after I had digested their '80s and '90s stuff. I have to admit, I didn't think much of the song at first, but it grew on me. Give it time, Randy. You'll love it. Definitely <laughs> a champ. I like how I'm being encouraged, but yes, thank
0: you." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Michael J. Smith says absolutely love side black of Queen 2 but side white never quite grabs me as a whole so so side black is side 2 and side white is side 1 So, but you know Queen fans we always just call them side black and side white because that's what they are right so
2: I'm gathering but, that yes yeah. um, says absolutely
0: side white never quite grabs me as a whole and this is where father to son sits for me it's just not a song I enjoy listening to that much I know it's sacrilegious to say that about anything on Queen 2 but you know I'm right so they've got an ally
2: Serena Shemeca says, Love this. Just so excellent. I love Queen Two and this era of the Queen's catalog. Champion all the way. Uh, And Mary Cam says, Are you serious, Kev? This is an absolute champion. What's wrong with Little Prague? (laughs) Exactly, Kev. What is wrong with you? Again, me
0: getting caught in the fucking crossfire of your bullshit. Yeah. And so she, but she goes on to comment, Sorry, Kev. Of course, I meant to chastise Randy. So there you go. So again, you know, you just got to take care to not get other people involved in the the crossfire. So another a little bit of bad news this, this week, Randy, is that um, we found out that, or since our last episode anyway, that mm-hmm. um, the, in the lap of the pods podcast is coming to a close and they're I, finishing. I read this year. I, it, I know they're good. They're, they will be missed. They really will. I mean, like I said, online, I, they were one of the inspirations for me wanting to do this. Mm-hmm. I sort of, sort of took, the vibe from them and the format from Corey and thought, I think that that will work as a combination. But, I mean, Dave, Paul, Joe, you're legends. And you're the OG in Queen Podcast as far as I'm concerned. Um, and not, the nice thing is that they're all doing other podcasts now. Yeah. So their voices have not been lost. So, well, that's great. We're going to be able to keep up with them. Um, but thanks for everything, boys. You, you've you're been a, a force and you've created this community that we ended up sort of drifting into and yes. finding through you guys. So you did all the work for us to sort of find this little community that have made our lives
2: better. So thank you. And we, yeah, we really do appreciate that. So so thanks, for, uh, thanks so much.
0: Okay, Randy. So we've got to spin this wheel up here. So again, what we do, folks, is we're going to spin a wheel to choose a random song from the Queen catalogue. Um, then Randy and I are going to sit and talk about it. And then we try and, you know, we make a decision on whether we think it's a champion or whether it should bite the dust. And we put a poll online and find out what other people think. So it's, you know, it's a communal thing. It's, you know, we're not just espousing our own ideas. We're trying to engage with the community and find out what other people think. People, I should say, who are far more knowledgeable about this phenomenal band than we are. So with that said, Randy, is there anything you'd like to listen to tonight? Is there anything you've got in mind that you'd love to listen to?
2: You know what? You know what? Why don't... I'd like to hear something that I just super love by Queen. So, how about something like "Bicycle Race" off Jazz?
0: Excellent, Randy. Well, I was going to say that because it was uh, Freddie's birthday yesterday, that I wanted a Freddie Mercury tune, and I was also going to say that I lo- I wanted to hear something you know fun and lighthearted. So, you've gone for "Bicycle Race." I'm going to go back to "Sheer Heart Attack," and I want to hear it "Bring Back That Leroy Brown."
1: Mm.
2: So we're, go- well, we're going. Let's do
0: it. We're both looking for whimsy. Which means we're probably going to get Ogre Battle from Queen too. So let's spin the wheel and
2: see what it gives us. <laughs> it's going to get some horrible fucking dirge from Queen that they wish they would never release.
0: We are getting. Oh, holy. Well, here we go. You know what? I am not mad at this at all because we're not getting either of the songs that we wanted, but we are getting a light, bouncy, fun little song. From A Night At The Opera. What song are we listening to, Randy? Lazing on a Sunday Afternoon. Written by
2: Mr. Freddie I'm, Mercury. I would have to say Freddie Mercury without knowing or looking.
0: Absolutely. So at this point in the show, folks, me and Randy and are now going to go online and sort of bring up different browser windows and look at different books and sources of information to find out a little bit of information that we can impart to you about lazing on a Sunday Afternoon. So we're going to go away do that. You stay there. Don't go anywhere. Don't turn the podcast off. Because it'll be very, very brief, and then we'll be back to talk about it.
2: I think you know what, Kev. What we should do is when we do this, uh, like, don't put the time in that it really takes us to do it, and just like <laughs> edit that out, and we could just jump back in. What do you think of that? Oh, that'd be that'd make us look. That'd be super pro. Yeah,
0: oh well, yeah, no, because I leave. It's... I
2: always leave in the fifteen minutes. Of I'm, I'm going. The fuck is this? I know, I know. And I just, just as an afterthought, I'm like, why don't we just edit that out? So, wow, we're really getting good at this.
0: In a world where queen facts matter. Two men. One tall, one not tall. Will scour the internet relying mainly on Wikipedia. Kevin Brown, Randy Woods in
2: Seaside Pod Review. So, uh... We have a little song here called Lazing on a Sunday afternoon, which I know we've already said it, Kevin. You don't have to edit this out. (laughs) I'm saying it anyhow. And it was written by uh, Mr. Mercury, whose birthday was just uh, very recently, at a minute seven. And, of course, we've got him singing and playing piano. Uh, uh, Brian May on the guitar, John on the bass, and Roger on the drums, recorded at Rockfield Studios in Monmouth. Monmouth? Monmouth Monmouth Wales <laughs> August to early September 1975 <laughs> anyhow none of that shit matters except that the producers were Queen and Roy Thomas Baker uh sound engineer Mike Stone and I love this here for the first time or maybe the first time I'm mentioning it or noticing it is they have the assistant sound engineers mm-hmm. which is uh Gary Langen and Gary Lyons which two, the two garys <laughs> well what I'm thinking is they just said listen we need a couple guys to help out. And if your name's not Gary, <laughs> go fuck off. My name is so,
0: uh, John and I'm a brilliant sound engineer. No, yeah. no, Gary, only no, Gary.
2: <laughs> we got no fucking time for this shit. You guys <laughs> fuck right off. Oh, we man. need Gary's around here. But uh, the, the, the the funnest thing or the coolest thing that I've read about this so far, and I do know this song, uh, is that the uh, the vocals were recorded uh, via headphones playing back in a, a, a garbage can and then mic'd, giving it that sound that we're hearing now, which of course could be easily achieved with some sort of a weird plug in. Yeah. Uh, but back then you had to do, do practical things and, uh, you know, a practical effect. And I still think those practical effects work best. And so, isn't that, isn't that the coolest thing? Yeah. And I know that Freddie was quite, uh, I know he was quite, um, what's the word I'm looking for? He didn't feel as though he was a great piano player. Yeah. Uh, and, and in the later years, I do believe he opted to not. But uh, here, uh, uh, you hear some really nice, really oh, nice piano players. Oh, there's this is, yeah.
0: The piano track on this is fun. I actually pulled up for later on the the isolated track so we can just listen, just listen to the piano. There's a great thing, too, that I, I came across or was looking at, uh, Randy, where Paul McCartney was talking about, because, you know, this vaudeville sort of music hall tradition that Queen are tapping into here, um, and Paul, like you said, you know, Paul. Who, sorry, uh, McCartney. He was in a little band called. It was well, watching English band. I don't know if they made it across the pond. Uh, the Beatles. Oh, with an A. Yeah,
2: no? not familiar. Okay, not okay. familiar. But uh, go I, on, then, you though. Know. He seemed like <laughs> a big wheel. <laughs>
0: he said. He said. Um. Well, he, he was sort of. You know, he's talking about Queen and this influence of sort of jazz and music and all and all this stuff. Uh, And he said that it comes from our parents' generation. It was there when we were kids, when we were in short trousers growing up. It was all around. It was on the radio, and you were exposed to it on the BBC. You'd go to the park, there might be a brass band. Stories would, you know, the parents would have stories of the music. So it is a very, that is a very British thing that I think, like you said, you know, you'd also said, like, you know, if you're a Queen fan and you're coming off the back of sheer Heart Attack, Queen 2 and sheer Heart Attack, well, sheer Heart Attack especially, that's just some really heavy shit on sheer Heart Attack. Now, there is still bring back that Leroy Brown, so they'd sort of dip the toes in those waters, but this is them going full into, yeah, well, fuck it. If we want to do a musical number, a little one-minute musical number, we're going to do it, and it's going to be
2: great. Let's get into it, buddy.
0: It's so fucking camp. I love, I <laughs> just is, love how yeah. camp the book is. It's so good, man. Like, he yeah, gets it, he gets oh, it yeah. just
2: right, you know? Absolutely. I couldn't agree more.
0: And, like you're saying, though, like, as, as a pianist, and I know that, um, Pank, one of the people who comments is a, himself a phenomenal pianist. Mm. And, um, we'd love to get him on sometime, actually, to especially be great. If we got a, like, one of Freddie's piano songs if, if he was on, but talking about, and we've talked about it a little bit before, he had a, he wasn't a really a rock and roll piano player, even though he could do that shit. But he had this weird thing that was all his own. It's this blend of classical and maybe some of that sort of you know influence from his from his upbringing, um, combined with rock and roll and all these other things. So you get this weird thing where it just sounds like Freddie Mercury. But this mm-hmm. song, this song sounds like a music hall piano player. You've got the guy with the with the the twirly mustache sitting at the yeah. front of the theater playing along to the black and white movie that's on the screen. You know, it it just sounds exactly that.
2: What are those styrofoam hats that they wore? You know, like it, that's why, yeah. that's the way I see him, and he's got suspenders and, and the, the, know, the, like... the, the thing that the elastics on the sleeves. Yeah, to keep exactly. The, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what this sounds like to me. Yeah, it's so. And cool. what obviously, clearly, what they're going for. Oh, yeah. I just like that. <laughs> you know, Fridays, I just go to the Louvre. I just paint. Yeah. You know, it's nothing. No big deal. No biggie, you know. You guys go, you know, shopping, and I just go painting. Yeah, brilliant. It is that. It's
0: the grandiosity of it, eh? The sort of the, the pomposity of it. it. Tongue in cheek completely, but it just sold so straight. Yeah, yeah. It's so brilliant. good, man. And musically, again, very, very good. There's lots of little movements in the music, and then you got Roger playing those trills on the on the ride cymbal, Nice and light, nice and tasty. And then you get yeah. these big queen harmonies come in. So even though yeah. it's this musical thing, it only sounds like Queen.
2: Yeah. Yeah. This is this is Queen doing what they do best. Yeah. And
0: what Queen does best is things that other people just don't fucking even approach, yeah. right? Like That's again, right. I mean, we we throw back to okay, well look at we talked about Judas Priest early earlier. Priest wouldn't I don't think would ever do a song like this you know purple the stone sabbath pick 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 who you like there's no contemporary rock band of queens that was going to go into this sort
2: of area right well this is where this is where i love i I love it when a band gets their own sound you know like uh with uh, a judas priest nobody could do the ripper yeah only only they can do the ripper but so this is queen doing only what queen can do
0: So, I mean, it's sort of, nice
2: panning there too.
0: Oh, beautiful. I mean, and, and it's it's basically the song's essentially done now lyrically, right? So that's that's all the lyrics. It's this sort of description of his week. But now we're heading into this little thing at the end. Where it's like, okay, well, where's this going to go now? Where it's going to go? Well, Brian fucking May is going to take the lead now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's like, it's a, just, okay, it's either it's either a Brian solo or kazoo. Hey, uh, <laughs> okay, Brian, you go first and see what you come up with. <laughs> yeah.
0: And it's so funny because they come back to, you know, that kazoo thing is on jazz, right? In Dreamers I Ball, know. where they do do I that. Do. So it's for yeah, sure, yeah. like it's all those little threads that weave through the entire catalog. And unfortunately, I think that's yeah. where a lot of fans did get disgruntled in the 80s because they lost a lot of that playfulness and some of this sort of, you know, being adventurous and just doing something breezy and silly like this. It just totally makes what we want to hear, right? So
2: yeah, exactly.
0: But yeah, lyrics. I mean, come on. Like I go out to work on Monday morning, Tuesday I go off to honeymoon. And there's that that last bit I like, where's the I'm bound to be proposing on a Saturday night? I'm bound to be. Like what else would I do
2: on a Saturday night? Like it's Saturday. What do you do? <laughs> you just you just go out and you start proposing. I mean <laughs> I propose you and I go back to my place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if it was David Lee Roth, he'd be proposing something
0: filthy, possibly with, you know, mm-hmm. rubber sheets and uh, rubber sheets and gerbils, you know, but that's, mm-hmm. that's David Lee Roth,
2: so. That's right, yeah, small, small animals and, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, well, I mean, a short song. I mean, you know, last week we had a long song, and we talked about it for quite a long time. This week we've got quite a short song, and we're talking about it for
2: hopefully a little bit more. Well, you know, Kevin, the whole point of this goddamn thing that we do is that for some strange reason we feel the need to vote. (laughs) And we're just doing it on a 50 50 basis. And uh, the good side is uh, a champion and the downside is dust. So, Kev, is this a champion or does this one bite the motherfucking dust?
0: So you're coming off a uh, real sort of heavy shit-kicking week on social media, where you got, you know, the boot stuck into you.
1: Mm-hmm. So you could
0: make it wor- You could make it a lot worse here, or
1: yeah. you could
0: sort of get people and swing back a little round. Which I know you don't give a fuck about. So I know that we're going to get an honest vote here. For you, is this one of the champions, or does it bite the dust?
2: And I would just like to I would just like to say that I held my thumb down for as long as I could before I thought Kev might hit the button. And,
0: and I didn't I didn't bite it for a second. But I will tell people just a bit of inside baseball for folks that when we when it comes to the voting, I have the two sound clips queued up and ready to go. Usually I have, you know, VLC player with We are the champions and VLC window with um, another one bites the dust. I didn't load another one bites the dust on this one because I was confident I knew which way it was gonna go before we so one of the things we do quite often folks is if it's a a song that Randy doesn't know we'll listen through a game because um, uh, because Nick Croft's actually one of our listeners had sort of said that you know Randy's listening to these songs in isolation sometimes and doesn't get a good sense of them so if you listen to it all the way through it'll help Randy make a better decision now we both do know this song of course because it's again it's just one of those iconic Queen songs that's just if you're a fan you know this song right but what I did bring up, Randy, is uh, the isolated piano track. So I thought we might just have a quick listen to that.
1: Mm, that'd be um, fun.
0: Just to see what that sounds like. Because we talked about Freddie's piano playing ability and his maybe lack of confidence sometimes. Let's just have a little bit of a listen to this.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean it's just ridiculously cool it's played flawlessly it really is played flawlessly
2: yeah yeah and it just sounds it's just so much fun and it sounds uh it sounds so great Uh, you know and why he would be uh, uh, nervous of his piano playing abilities is beyond me. Uh, I have played piano and organ on, 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 on a few things and mm-hmm. I would never let anybody listen to them isolated. So. <laughs> okay. And just one last
0: little thing. Let's just have a quick listen to a bit of it played live. Cause I've never, I don't think I've ever heard this one done live. So this yeah. is live from um, Boston on the 30th of January 1976 so this would have been obviously in support of the night of the opera album um obviously it goes huge and bohemian rhapsody just breaks everything you know it breaks everyone's preconceptions of what you can do with rock music um and this is really really soon after the album comes out so the album comes out 21st november 1975 this is the tour so let's have a little bit of just a little bit listen to a little bit of this
2: this one's called lazy on a Sunday afternoon. You can snap your feet. <laughs> oh, it's faster. Wow, yeah, rod is keeping them. I go on to work on Monday morning. Tuesday, I go on to honeymoon. And we
1: back again before it's time for sunny down. You're lazy on a Sunday afternoon. Bicycling on every Wednesday evening.
0: I can like when we talk about Freddie, you know, like his vocals in the studio but
2: live fuck me this guy could sing. Holy Christ. You know, really it sounds like a it sounds like a song that would be in a in a musical, right? Which yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not. you know, I mean that's that's the style of it. Yeah. Uh, and and you know, Freddie had he set his mind to it would have been a a, a West End or you know, New York Broadway. Yeah. superstar if Absolutely. that's what he decided he wanted to do brilliant
0: i just was going to say so i was listening a little bit it's like roger where are all these fills coming from why are you playing
2: so much like this yeah. no, you know yeah. just back it off you prick yeah it's like yeah sit down a bit roger come on here and, and it is it is at a quite a quick pace but yeah you know i would just say from personal experience that uh when you're playing live it always you always end up doing it faster. Everybody's <laughs> excited, yourself included, and, yeah. and and you're just you know getting your getting your rocks off, right? So,
0: well, I told you. I've, I think I've told you. I don't I've never talked about this on the on the podcast before, though. And uh, my dad used to be in. My dad was in a couple of bands when I was growing up, and they were cover bands. Um, and they used to do they used to do um oh fuck like, uh Lion Eyes by the Eagles, yeah, which comes in about six and a half minutes, right? like It's a long song. But they had this young drummer who was like 19, and he said when the first like few gigs with him, they got through <laughs> Lion eyes in four minutes. <laughs> all just, just blazing away because they're going so fast, you know. Yeah.
1: You can't hide your and your in
2: You know, sometimes sometimes singers will take will take some heat for maybe not having the best meter. Yeah, because uh, I mean the best drummers have a really great meter. But vocalists, you can tell, you know how you know how it should sing. And so yeah, you know, if, yeah. if you're singing, you can't find your long eyes too fast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, back in the back there. Fucking slow it down. It's just too funny.
0: Uh. Um, yeah, but it was played 55 times live, all in 1976, on you know, the touring support of this this album. And then it wasn't played after that. And again, I mean I can see once you get into you know, date the races and you get into jazz and news of the world and those albums, you've got so many more songs that you need to play. Yeah. Maybe this one just gets lost, but it's a shame that it wasn't brought back in here and there. Like, again, I mean, I think that this is a track that if they'd busted this out on the magic tour at Wembley, the crowd would have lost their fucking minds. Like yeah. queen fans who haven't heard this song and have been going for years would have just lost their minds. It would have been so yeah. cool. And it's short. You can fit it in the set. It's only a minute, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah so yeah yeah, yeah then it would take a minute just to walk across the stage and set the next thing up so yeah it could have easily been done
0: yeah and even just freddie right you could just have freddie on piano you don't really need the rest of the guys on this one that's again it's one of those songs that you can do with just a guy on a piano yeah yeah no doubt what production wise what do we think randy because i mean nice at the opera is really you know we talked about queen two queen one obviously it's the first album they're doing it in off hours they're not getting, you know, all the bells and whistles in terms of production. Queen Two, we talked about last episode. The uh, Father Son does have some production issues, but the whole album doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, Sheer Heart Attack is when is that next step up into that album? Sounds really good, and then mm-hmm. the Opera Operas where it's this fully fledged like, you know, the mm-hmm. production's a big deal and it's an important part of that record. What do you think of this one?
2: Yeah, w- no complaints. Uh, no complaints on this one. I think it sounds brilliant, brilliantly uh, brilliant. Sorry, uh, and I think it's all. Played and performed brilliantly. There's some really nice panning, and and obviously like those backing vocals are great. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, ten out of ten, man.
0: And you talked last you talked last week about bloat. This, well, this is this an example of you know there's no
1: yeah there's, probably, there's no there's no, really fat.
0: no verse chorus here really. I'll be lazy on a Sunday afternoon as your chorus, but it's one line. It's just yeah. a little. It's a short little vignette. there's all it is. Yeah, it's just it gets in, gets out,
2: and it does what it does. There's absolutely no fat on these yeah. bones. It's just like hey, you know what? I got this really great idea. It goes like this. Blankety, blankety, blank. There you go. Go fuck yourself. We're done. You want to hear it again? Rewind it and play it again. Uh, that's, I mean, I don't know. You know, I, I think I brought up Sam and Dave before. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my absolute all time favorites. Uh, their songs were two minutes, 30 seconds. Right. You know, a long one would be three. Yeah. So they just, they, they got in, they got in, they, they you know, they had great verses they get you with that hook uh uh and 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 they and they get out and they don't they don't fuck around with it. Yeah. Now I'm sure live they extend it and all that stuff, but but just you know, so this is a great example of that. And and I'm not saying that everything has to follow this this because that's it was a pop formula. I'm not saying yeah. everything has to follow that pop formula, but it's it's not it's not a bad idea. Do you know what I mean? Like don't yeah. like, why you know if, if and cuz so when you're the guy in the band, which I have been you think, man, this riff is so great! It's so cool. <laughs> whatever the fuck your awesome riff is, hoodla, it's hoodla. So great. yeah, sure, Hoodla hula, and it's just the greatest thing that's ever happened to you. But you know, the people listening are going, well, yeah, hey, it's it's, it's great, but it's been ten minutes now, guys. We can <laughs> we can fucking do something else, right? So, yeah. so yeah, so I'm I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the of, of, of the get in and and, and get yeah. out and. Uh, and if I went to see Queen at this at this in this era, and they doubled the length and added a verse, or whatever, I'd have been you know with my fist in the air loving it too. But yeah, uh, that's not what they did here, and and it's it's brilliant.
0: And it's great too that you know it's sequenced on the Night at the Opera* in the in it's track two, and it follows *Death on Two Legs*. So yeah. *Death on Two Legs* is this really dark, menacing nasty abrasive sort of song and tone and then after that oh actually we'll, we'll just we'll just release attention a little bit we'll give you this little thing and then we'll go into i'm in love with my car yeah i mean in terms of like three songs to open an album jesus christ
2: see that's that's another you know god jeez i sound so fucking old but anyhow i'm just going to say that anyhow but that you used to sequence an album so that you know you you like like you when you're a musician you sequence a set that way yeah. You know, you come out strong. You hit, you know, and then and then you bring it down, and and so it's a it's a journey. You're creating an experience. Yeah. It's just not just one thing, uh, and so and this would just been one little tool in the arsenal of of, of Queen, right? Yeah, so good.
0: And it's funny because I was talking um, about, or I'm talking, sorry about, on this season of my Petty podcast about Full Moon Fever, of which you know an album that we're both huge fans of. Mm-hmm. And I'm on the second side now, and same thing. You talk about song length and about pop songs. Okay, well, feel a whole lot better. Two forty-seven. You're so bad. Three minutes. Depending on you, two forty-seven. Apartment song. Two thirty-one. All right for now. Two minutes. Like this is just the. It's that idea that let's take out as much as we can without mm-hmm. losing what the song, the yeah. heart of the song is. Make it as, as economical and as sort of I was just gonna say that. as you can do. Like, it's, it, and there's a skill to that. There really is, right? So if
2: if you've if you've taken uh. uh... Uh, I was going to say creative writing courses, but it, the economy of it—to yeah. say as much as possible with as little as possible—and I mean, yeah. it's obviously for fuck's sake, it's hard. It's not, yeah, it's not easy. That's why there's only so many queens and there's only so too many, so many Tom Petty's and so many, yeah. you know, uh, to be able to do that is is challenging. But that, to me, really—that's the goal: use as little words as possible to say as much as possible to relate to as many people as possible. Yeah. Uh, and it's a challenge. And I would say, in this particular instance, it succeeded. Uh, even if you don't understand, even like you know, they're they're doing that British dandy kind of style of music. Even if you don't yeah. get that, which say like my say like my 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 kid wouldn't, yeah. But he but but he would love this. It's great. It's just brilliant. It's happy. It's fluffy. It's floaty. It's it's you know, it is one of those weird things that you
0: don't need context for this song. Like you said, it, vaudeville is so many generations behind us that even we shouldn't really know that much about it because we're, you know, two generations disconnected from it. But just the way this song's constructed, you don't need that context because you just get immediately, this is just fun. It's pastiche. It's this little drawing of this kind of weird life. And again, you know, we are talking about the lyrics you'd said, like Friday's I Go Painting in the Louvre. The brilliance of it is that it's set up with the line before it, I'm just an ordinary guy. Yeah. Right, yeah. He's, I go pay the loo, which is just, it's yeah. just marvelous. This.
2: Oh, it's like, oh, do you really? Oh, it's just brilliantly written. <laughs> bril- yeah. Brilliantly written.
0: It's so good, man. Oh, yeah. Well, that's awesome. I mean, I, I'm glad we got this one today because I was looking for something kind of silly and fluffy and fun and everything else. And importantly, written by Freddie. So it's great that we, the wheel was
2: nice to us today. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, quite fitting that uh, Freddie's birthday was yesterday. And uh, yeah. we've got a Freddie. A Freddie song, and you know what? Hopefully, you know, dear listeners, if you can forgive, you know, me for for being
1: <laughs>
2: accurate and thoughtful in my. <laughs> <laughs> I, hopefully, we can just go forward. That's all I'm trying to say. Hopefully you know, we can, we, hopefully,
0: we can move past this as a community yes, and find exactly. some sort of,
2: you know, some exactly. sort of happiness again. Because, because in a way. In a way, uh, I forget which it was, but uh, death threats seem maybe a, a a bit much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so the other
0: thing we do, like I said, we we always post a poll on Twitter to find out what other people think. You know, me and Randy have both championed this one, so I think so. I'm I'm pretty sure this is going to come back pretty heavily positive. And you voted first last time, so I'll go first this time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think this is going to be. I'm going to go really high on this one,
2: Randy. Yeah, I'm going slam dunk. I'm going to go 95.5. Wow. Bold. Yeah. Bold. Well, you know what? Uh, because you're kind of, you know, such a squirrely bastard like that, <laughs> basically stealing what you knew I was going to pick. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's so you right. you've just got to go one under or one over, right? you got to go either 96.4 or 94.6. No.
2: I'm calling you out on your fucking bullshit that everybody sees. It's transparent. Let's be honest. <laughs> but what I'm going to say is because I'm, I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ramp up the contrarians. Ooh. Uh, so I'm going to say it's going to be 90, 10. 90 10. Okay. So we're both high on this night. I be- oh, well, of course it has to, I, th- I think it has to be, I'm just saying there's going to be, you know, there's going to be 10% that'd be like, Oh geez, I hate those garbage can vocals, you know? Yeah. Know. Oh, I don't like piano or or whatever, you know. Yeah, but it falls into that bracket
0: of you know we've had a few songs. It'd be kind of interesting to do a little sub episode at some point to talk about the if you don't like this song, what are you doing listening to Queen? Really, right? I mean, it's one of those songs that it's it's
2: one of the Queen songs that you should love. It feels it feels like that to me, but but you know, listen, look what happened last week. A lot of people would say, <laughs> "Well, Jesus." You you say you like Queen, but you don't like the song. Oh my God, what's happening to the world? You know, uh, so there's there's going to be people that are going to be like, you know what, uh, this isn't uh, you know side one of the this is fucking sucks. I hate it. You know, so <laughs> so I'm counting on ten percent of those people voting being those people, and the rest of them will be uh, wise, smart, you know, well thought out critically thinking brilliant lovely talented people and also v- overly verbose just go
0: on and on and on <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I like you know in the last couple couple of episodes that we've done a couple of weeks i like throwing an emergency question at you at the end randy just to you know to just just to really dig into the the, the deep meaningful sort of issues that that we face as as a race and as a as a as a, as a species. Um, So what I want to ask you this week, Randy, is what's the strangest thing you've ever
2: found in your fridge? The strangest thing I've ever found in my (laughs) fridge? That's a good question. Um, It is a good question. Yeah. Well, I don't, I just, you know, I'm not sure. You know,
1: what the hell? Do you have another question? Um, Are
0: you a fan of Norman Wisdom? Do you know who Norman Wisdom is? No. No. Okay, Norman Wisdom was apropos of this. This song we just did was sort of a nineteen fifties, sixties black and white sort of era British comedian, very slapstick, very mm-hmm. funny, and a very sort of put upon, almost a little bit Chaplin esque in that sense, a very put upon sort of character. Mm-hmm. But I don't mm-hmm. mean him. What I mean is, are you a fan <laughs> of the knowledge and understanding of the tenth and eleventh century people from Normandy, the Normans? What do you think of Norman
2: Wisdom? Where do you stand on it? <laughs> Well, so they're not in my fridge. Let's just clear that out, right? They're not in your fridge. Okay. No, good. Yeah, you know, I, I guess I guess they're awesome. You know, <laughs> I don't know. The fuck do you want me to say? I like it better <laughs> when you ask me about like pickle sandwiches versus fucking, you know, pigs' feet or something. Those those are better questions.
0: Well, that'll be next week's then. You know, because I just want to. We can't all be fun and games, Randy. We got to get to some deep issues every yeah. now and again.
2: No, that's right. We do. We got to get. We got to get. Got to get you know what? Listen, maybe we should ask our listeners, should we get more serious with this? Like maybe we get right down to the nuts and bolts of, of life and why we're here. (laughs) Uh, Because maybe that's what the people want. Uh, and, and if anybody's looking for the answer, uh, it's, 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 it's 42.
0: God almighty Episode 44 is in the bag If I were to title this episode I'd probably call it Monet, Monet, Monet Must be funny Painting in the Louvre Or maybe Vaudevillian villainy Look, I'm not as witty as that fucker Okay, get off my damn back Um, we had a lot of fun on this one folks And hopefully you enjoyed our incessant ramblings If you didn't There is an unsubscribe button somewhere in your podcast player But use it wisely The cardinal knows all and sees all Thanks for listening. We'll be back with you next week to talk about another song from the catalogue of the queeniest band this side of the Nuthouse.
1: Brand new angle, highly commendable. Seaside Park, Seaside Park, Give us a kiss, Cavie. Seaside You. I'm just a musical prostitute, my dear.